Okay, good morning, everyone. Good little actors you are. Good morning, everybody listening and watching online. It is uh, the Arctic here in northern New York. Uh, I want to th- welcome our brothers and sisters from India and from the UK today as well, watching and listening online. Uh, we love having you here. You are part of the family. And um, so I'm just going to jump right in. Um, I came to God yesterday after plowing the driveway. The plow started, also an awesome thing. <laughs> That's not a guarantee. So much snow that the snowmobile got buried? Isn't that counterintuitive? It'd be like too much water for a boat. I was like, what are you spy? I just got it too, so I was freaking out. But anyway, sorry, sorry. I'm wound up because I didn't preach last week, so just get used to this. When I went to him to say, what do you want to say? Because I don't plan my messages a long time. It just doesn't work that way with me. I go to him on Saturday. Um, some of you don't know, but I stay home with two little kids. I have a pretty full schedule, and, and God works with that. He really does. He speaks with me, to me on the four-wheeler or the, 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 the snowmobile or something, but when he spoke to me, how many people know two weeks ago we said, New Year's resolutions, all we need to do is be transformed by the renewing of our minds, and that just means instead of saying, God, I want to change this, this, and this, you go to him and say, what are you changing in my life? The only active thing I need to do is just get your thoughts on it. If it's uh, an addiction, let's say, if it's your relationship with food, nobody says start a diet. That's, that's you doing it in your own strength. Good luck. Instead, go to God and say, how do you, what do you say about my relationship with food? What do you say about my relationship with this addiction or whatever? That's all you have to do. And then be transformed. And let me tell you something. That is revolutionary thinking. That is how real change happens in the kingdom of God. The rest of it is you trying to fix yourself and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so already here's my story. And this is actually, I'm, I'm, in, I'm on topic now. So I, when I gave that message, I was so, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, just smarmy. <laughs> and so I just knew what I thought God was going to say about changing AJ. I was like, yeah, y'all, you guys go to God for what he wants to ch- I've got mine. Can I tell you I went, to- not at all what he wanted to change. And go figure the stuff that I amped myself up for and like, yeah, we're going to change this stuff. God's like, how about that one in the back that you don't want me to change right now? And I said, oh, you, yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to share right directly out of what God's doing. Now, there's two schools of thought here. I happen to be the type of uh, person in Christ who I share with you pretty much everything. And that means some days I look really bad up here because some days I am really bad up here, okay? So I'm going to share some personal stuff today and I'm going to trust y'all, even you people online. This is some personal stuff that God's doing in my life. Can I trust you with it, please? But it's also for you, okay? So here's the deal. What he decided that was going to be changed right now is way harder, like I said. So I embarked on it. I did. I, I, I didn't just jump into what I thought to fix it. I went and sought out his word for me. So I'm going to really be leaning on the teaching of a guy named Danny Silk today. And um, there's going to be some, some kids' books coming. I'll tell you that in a second. But somebody handed me a marriage book that um, has moved. Yeah, God moved somebody to give it to me. And can I, let me just tell you something. God spoke to me that, okay, this is the area you, that we're working on right now. And then all of a sudden, one of his people, because we're God's hands and feet, come up and hand me a marriage book out of nowhere. And that's presumptuous, by the way. How many people know you could get slapped for that? What are you trying to say? What are you watching me? In my, what are you, what, 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 no, no, just very, and I, was, I received it well, because you, know, you could be unoffendable, by the way. But I was like, cool. Sure enough, about a chapter in, I was like on the floor, like, oh my God. I've read marriage books, y'all. I've done premarital counseling. But what I read in this, and this is not going to be a marriage talk by any means. 
It's going to be a heart and relationship talk. Put me on the floor, dude. Put me on the floor. So this week I went and found it. I can't sit and read. I would be a neglectful father to my two-year-old and five-year-old. I can't just sit and read. So what I can do is I can find his seminar that he gave for free, seven hours of teaching. And while I'm loading wood and riding the snowmobile and all that stuff from Melanie's home, so eight hours of, of teaching in this. And can I tell you something? It's changed everything for me. Absolutely everything. So let me jump in. Okay. Number one. Boom. Let's do it, Brian, because I've talked too much already. Let's do this one. What's the greatest commandment? Now, I know y'all think this. I know y'all think you get this. Let's look at this from a different angle, okay? Because I want to smack religion right down today. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Give us something that we can, we can do because cause, cause people want to do to earn. I, I want to do to earn. And so that's what they say. It says, oh, also, by the way, give us the greatest commandment we can beat each other up with, by the way. I want the, I want the most powerful one, you know? And Jesus replied, so Jesus, who is truth, says this, love the Lord with everything you have, heart, soul, mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love neighbor as self. All of it, everything I've revealed to you before, because I am the eternal one, everything hangs on these two. You, 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 want the, you want the footnotes, you want the bottom line, it's right here. And then they go on and go, well, who's my neighbor? Give, give me something to weasel out of this. Give me some pictures to paint here. And he's just saying, with all you have, love the Lord your God and love others. Number one today, I feel like I've got a lot of clarity on this this week. How we love people in our lives is actually God's signature on our lives. This is the light that shines, letting others know who we are. Now hear me on this. It's not what we do or don't do that speaks to others. It's how we love. Here's what I mean. It's not that we come to church. It's not that we check in or share the messages on our Facebook. That will literally not show anyone anything about your heart and relationship with Jesus. It'll show them something you do. Uh, I'm gonna keep pushing. It's how we love that actually does that. Okay? How we love them, how we forgive them, how we show grace will show them that Christ is in your life. That's his signature. Not the fact that there's certain movies you won't watch because of the rating. Not the fact that you only listen to Caleb. Not the fact that, do you, you follow what I'm saying? I stopped watching, uh, I don't know, Breaking Bad. Is that a show? Yeah. I stopped watching that because there's naughty language. Oh, you must really love Jesus. I want to love him too. Said no one ever. Come on. Anybody with me on this one? I didn't say they're not important. I didn't say that. You all are jumping to those conclusions. Jesus says this. How you love others, that's where they're going to see my signature. And that's where they're going to say, I want what you have. The way you forgive, the way you walk in grace, the way you, this, your cup always seems to be full of God's love and you pour it out to other people regardless of the movies they watch, that's how we're going to know. And that's your greatest commandment. And I want to challenge you something, y'all. Just in the fact that we don't drink, smoke, or chew, or hang out with chicks who do, but if you have not love, what's he just said it's the greatest. Now listen, personal discipline and being transformed by the renewing of your mind and being conformed to the image of Christ Jesus, they're all very important. Absolutely, he's gonna speak to you about things, and the road narrows as it goes. But the greatest and the way people are gonna know who you are is only by love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, the fruit, right? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? This is what he hammers me with this week. I love, AJ, that you want to get back in shape and you want to really make sure that that relationship with alcohol is, is, is in a good place and all that. Come here. If you have not love and the way you're loving, that's your spotlight, yo. That's your spotlight. Whoever came to Christ because you stopped watching that show or stopped putting a Christmas tree up at Christmas. Oh, y'all. <laughs> 
I didn't say those things aren't important, like I said. But are they the first thing and the main thing? Oh, I think we just read that together. So, again, I want to quote Danny, uh, Danny Silk on this one, guys, and say this. We're commanded to, here's the meat of it all right here. This is hard. We're commanded to keep our love on, turned on. And that's literally the, the, the name of the book that I'm reading right now. To keep our love on. We all have this lever inside of us, a valve, if you will, where the love you have for, for every person flows. And things can happen in life where we intentionally or even unintentionally turn it off or lower it little by little. And the major point of my week that has absolutely put me on the floor is this. Are you ready? Oftentimes we believe the lie that it's outside stuff that makes us do that and it's not true. And that is the first step for me. Because I often believe that external circumstances have the ability to shut down or off my love, and it's not true. In other words, this. That person isn't this, or they keep doing that, or they keep this, 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 and therefore I'll shut that, that love got shut off. Can I tell you what the truth is? That, again, put me on the floor, and you can join me if you want. I turned my love off. Because she wasn't this, or he wasn't that, or this, 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 this happened, but I'm the one who went, right. Now don't, no, listen to me, listen to me. One thing I will not allow for you to do right now is jump to conclusions. Well, I should have, he's beating me up about my ex. No, sh shut up for a second. You hear out this full thing, okay? Because oftentimes we put condemnation on ourselves. Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you're feeling it's not easy and light right now, you're not understanding it. All I'm saying is this, oftentimes in our lives, when we're supposed to be loving, because that's God's signature in our lives, we look down and realize I haven't been loving that person anymore because they are this, this, and that, and this, or, but the truth is, it's our choice to either have our love on or off toward people, groups of people, and the world around us. Are you with me so far? That alone changed everything for me. Because if I'm being honest, I want to see how much I want to give out. Again, I got to be real careful here. I often let outside stuff control me. Because if, if I turn my love off because of these outside things, then I've said that they're more poor, powerful than me, haven't I? Right? And if you, okay, Marie and me, let's say Marie and I, we have a relationship and, and, and she does something and I, and I react by turning my love off. That means she's more powerful in controlling me than I am. Does that sound like the power of God inside of us? It does not, does it? You who have the spirit of the most high God inside of you. But guys, again, don't jump to conclusions. Go with me for the whole ride because how many people know you're not a one-verse theologian? You go through the whole counsel of God. I'm realizing this, guys. I, I have absolutely lost and handed control over to darkness in the past by turning my love off because oftentimes, and if anybody's taking notes, y'all, this would be a good time, we often turn our love off out of fear. And that's what nailed me right to the wall. Maybe sometimes judgment, maybe wounding, but honestly, fear is fear is often the 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 the, the reason we turn it off. But we turn it off. Let's let's look at let's look at our next thought from the Lord. You've heard it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Categorize people, control people, put them in brackets. That's what Jesus says. But I tell you, I the truth tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven. Oh my gosh, Jesus. It's like we're saying the same thing here. That's how people will know who your dad is. Am I, did I just say that? Right? He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And you'll go, why? And he'll go, you don't need to know this side of heaven. I'm telling you, as my son, you're never going to understand why that person down the road is prospering and he's doing all the wrong things. None of your business. You focus on doing what I told you to do. Right? Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. 
This proves that even when people, listen to me, this proves that even when people act like enemies, we're not allowed to turn our love off. Oh my gosh, do you see why I've just been late? Oh my God, God, all week? Like, you gotta be kidding me. But Father, this is impossible. And what would he say? With men, it is impossible. With God, so listen, even when people act like your enemy, you're not allowed to turn your love off. Don't jump to conclusions about what I'm saying. I can feel it coming off you. Well, I should have stayed with. Shut up. Just listen to what I'm saying. Do you see why I'm stopping you from doing that, though? You're going to run down these trails. Blah, blah, blah. What about my, my ex-husband? My, no, shut up. I'm just saying I got to be firm because you guys will run off into the devil's playground of regret. Don't do that today. Hear the whole thing. Even when people decide to act like enemies in your lives, you're not allowed to turn your love off. That's all he's saying. Even your spouse and even your kids, because he just said love. <laughs> he just said love your enemies. But the, my enemies, I don't really struggle so much with showing love to. It's actually the one I married 10 years ago. Anybody follow me on this one? <laughs> even my spouse, Lord? So I got to hit one point here. Love is how we, people will know who we are. Love will change the world around us, and it will actually draw people to the Lord Jesus when we say, come and see. That's true. So you work out your own thing, but shine your love. Number two, you alone are in charge of that valve that you have, and you're commanded to leave it on. What does that look like, AJ? We'll get there. Don't run, jump ahead. Number three, really quickly, I want to say this. With a command like this, hear me on this, always comes the ability to do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? God will never ask you to do something. He won't then give you the power to do. You've really got to understand that because, again, this is overwhelming. And if you just hear part one of the message, you're like, and these people probably, you know, like, who, who can do this? We can't do this. And, and Jesus is like, we can. You cannot. Absolutely. So moving on. As we're talking about loving and have the ability to do so, messages like this can sometimes get twisted. And here's my part. Here's what, I, what I'm saying in this. This is a timeout. No one is saying stay in that abusive relationship. No one is saying that, that, that oh my gosh, I didn't do this in the past and now I, you know, I'm divorced or something like that, so I'm condemned. And No, that's not my voice saying that. That certainly isn't Jesus. That's the accuser. That's the enemy. And if you buy that lie, you'll continue to stay in that treadmill. That's not what we're doing right now. And like I said, I can't keep getting you, I can't let you keep doing that, guys. Instead of doing that and misinterpreting what I'm saying, here's what we're going to do. This is good wisdom for the future, okay? God is in the now, pointing toward the future. So you ready for this? Instead of condemning yourself about that last relationship or whatever, do this for me. Go in your mind back to when things were good. For me, I'm gonna go in the first couple years of my marriage, let's say. Then go a little further when things started to get rough or rocky. Did, here's a question, did you or the other person start to choose distance over connection? And the answer is most likely, seven years of counseling, yes. Yes. Love will always choose connection, not distance. And if I can get real personal for a second, this is what got me. I realized that I, my marriage is not in crisis, you need to know that, but I don't wait till crisis to get help either. I don't wait until the car won't run till I get it checked and worked over. But I can tell you, literally, guys, again, I'm just confessing and I have chosen a safe distance from my wife at times instead of connection. And I realized that that's, I'm always talking about where, where you aim in the gun, right? Where you aim in this part of your life and all that. And I never even realized if you had asked me two weeks ago, AJ, what's the goal for your marriage? I would have said something like this. 
to raise godly kids. Um, we've got our family values on the wall. How spiritual is that, right? We must be winning um, to, ha- to, to really be good stewards over finances. Um, and you would have said to me, those are good goals for parenting and for finances. What's the goal for your marriage? And I would have gone, er, e, ooh, ah, ah, wing, wang, walla, walla, bing, bang. I've got nothing. I have no idea. And so you know what the actual answer is? And again, this is my journey too. If I don't know what the goal of my marriage is, then most likely it is a safe distance. It's how close, how close can I be to you where it doesn't hurt? It doesn't challenge me, right? Do you see why this is so hard? And so I'm gonna tell you what I did. I'm gonna jump off my message for a second. So I took my wife out for dinner on Friday, which we don't do very often because again, we have those little kids and life wraps up and blah, blah, blah. And I said to her, I said, I wanna confess something to you. I've chosen a safe distance with you and I apologize and I'm sorry. I did, and that's so, so true. And they're good things. Have you seen my kids? They're the best kids on the planet. Your kids cannot compare to my kids. They can't. And you know what? We've been good stewards over finances. And, 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 and you know, I, I like to give out to folks in this room, but all that stuff served as, and a distance showed up, and it was comfortable. Because if you do this, it hurts. Or if you don't meet my expectations, it hurts. And I realized I turned my love off because of those things, but I did that. Are you following me? This is my January, everybody. But the cool part is, remember when I said earlier that I went to God, he's the one that brought this up, he's the one that gives, can I tell you something? A changing of direction, that's a loose interpretation of the word repent, by the way. A change of direction came so easily now. I'm giving away my whole message, um, but we sat there, we went to Evan's Hearth Friday night, And instead of, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, what do I say before? Lots of folks will try to change their lives by picking all the apples off an apple tree. I don't like this about me, that about me, that about me, that about me. And then they like keep coming back. Darn it, apple, 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 apple. And they spend their whole lives with that. And and, and there's there's some power in secular therapy, sure, but that's a lot of apple picking and, and, and coping strategies. Here's what God does. Bam, let me take out the root and kill that apple tree. You get you, you, you know what I'm saying? So here's the thing, guys. Listen, listen, listen. All these years, I'm being so personal, I hate this. I feel so vulnerable. <laughs> I'd rather have a safe distance, get it? Um, <laughs> listen, all these years, I've been looking at, well, she's not that, or he's not this, or we don't this, and we don't that, we don't this, and nothing ever changed. It just beat her down, beat me down. Ready, ready, ready? I turn my love off because of these external things. And all the apples fall. And we sat at Evans, and we didn't have to talk about what she's not doing or doing, what I'm doing, what I'm not doing. We looked at each other, and we said, wow, we really did that, didn't we? Yeah, I can't tell you how powerful this was. We, ch- we chose distance. Babe, I don't want to choose distance anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to either. All of a sudden, the apples are on the ground. We don't even need to talk about the apples. They were products of the choice I made to turn my love off. Can you at least appreciate me being vulnerable here? Because like I said, I want to go home. This is the truth. And if you trace things back to that last relationship you're so attended, tempted to be convicted about or whatever falsely, you'll just realize it was a choice. It looked like all these little things but it actually was the choice. And with anything else in life, we have to own our choices, guys. Nobody's coming at you, homie. I don't know your story. I don't care. What I do care about is that next time, we can walk in obedience with God and, and live to the place of life and life abundantly. Love will always seek connection. This has just blown me away, man. It absolutely has. It's been huge. So I just thought that was so cool. Like, I go to God and he just does all this stuff. So... So let me ask you something about this. Godly wisdom leads us, it changes us, and, 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 and we end up in a different place. But as I always say, who gets the glory for that? 
God does, right? And who's it about? It's not about me. It's not about me. That's the beauty of it all. So, so to my, my, my final point to round things out, I know you thought I was going to talk for an hour about this, but um, I want to round things out with this. And this is, this is totally off the beaten path. By the way, we're going to have those books in soon. An anonymous donor has decided to bring um, child, this guy wrote a uh, child rearing, whatever, parenting. <laughs> I stumble on parenting of all the words I use up here. Um, parenting books. And can I tell you, I, I got through chapter one and it put me on the ground. It's not about external things controlling your kids. It's always about the connection you have with them because that's what heaven does. Heaven doesn't try to control your behavior with external consequences like you do. Heaven tries to control your behavior out of relationship. Oh, my gosh, right? Oh, so anyway, that book will be in the back for free, everybody. But let me round this off. Let me switch to AJ and get off Danny Silk for a second and say this. Because this is not a marriage talk, I don't want y'all to get weird, like I said, and, and, and own things. <sighs> This is the part, the full counsel. We're going to come full cycle. God has commanded us to love. Absolutely. That's how God, that's how his signature in our lives. Absolutely. We control our love valve, turning our love on or off for people. We can choose distance or we can choose connection. We can't choose both. But now I want to say this. Who chooses, who sits, and what role in your life? Who chooses? You do. Lots of us, we've all got a proverbial table that we sit around. Who's the person I go to for validation, for wisdom, for counsel, for fun, for sports, for recreation? And you look around your table, and a lot of y'all have a bunch of dummies sitting in the wrong place. Or you'll let people, just because you feel obligated, sit in the wrong spot and throw abuse over and over. Y'all follow me? So, so we're commanded to love, but I want to show you something else that you may have missed. Boop, right in there. My wife, in this situation, was moved to a role out of my own fear and my baggage and lies I believed, I moved my, my wife into an inappropriate role. It's true. But I don't want to say, I, I don't want to use this teaching, like I said, to have a complete under, uh, I want you to have a complete understanding. Because some of you right now, you're on the other end of this. Look at the third line. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Some of you, if you've been here long enough, have heard me say this. He does not say, don't have enemies. Is that what it says? Some of you in your little Christian bubble have thought, I'm not allowed to have enemies. I'm supposed to let people slap the crap out of me. Doesn't that what, what that one thing means when he said turn the other cheek? Even though you don't understand the cultural reference. Yes, it is kind of what it meant, but... I'm supposed to let everybody walk on me, but, and I, I'm, I, I'm not allowed to have enemies. Blah, 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 blah. That's not what Jesus said at all. And, and when you do that in the name of religion, guess what? God's power is not inside of you to maintain those relationships. Did you hear me? You put people there because you think you have to out of religiosity, God's not going to give you the power to love them the way you need to. You're going to get abused. It's just the way it is. So, again, we're talking about love and all that. Y'all jump to conclusions. Don't do this. He does not say don't have enemies. He said keep your love turned on for them, even from, ready, a distance. That's what he's saying. Do you follow me? You're not allowed to turn your love off. Does that mean you live with them? No. Does that mean you trust them with the most intimate part of your life? No. Otherwise, Jesus would have said, don't ever have enemies. Nope. Don't. Greet every Roman soldier with a smile. Hug them, even when they stab you. It's true. That's not what he's saying. Think about, think about where the hostility that was going on when Christ walked around. One in every five Jewish men were hanging on a cross on the main streets in Jerusalem. That, that, those are husbands and sons and brothers, right? So Jesus is not saying like, all you need is love. 
Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's a good policy to live by, but you'll get slaughtered. Do you hear me? Wolf, sheep clothing, sheep among the wolves. No, he's saying this. You got to keep your love on because that's how I affect my world that I gave you guys. By the way, you, great job. You jacked that up, says God, right? But I affect my world through you guys. You got to keep your love turned on toward every ethnic group, culture, Democrat, Republican, whoo, uh, all this stuff. But how that looks, don't jump to conclusions. Otherwise, you're going to get slaughtered. So let me finish this. Every person has their own unique role they need to be in your life. And only by seeking God can you find what that is and have your love on for them in that role. Did you hear that or should I repeat it? Is that good? Every person, I'll read it again. Each person has their own unique role they need to be in your life and only by seeking God can you find out what it is and have your love turned on for them in that role. In other words, who was there for the most intimate parts of Jesus' ministry? You know what? Who was there with him during the most important parts? Anybody? Matthew? Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Peter, James, and John, right? Well, that's not fair. Aren't they all supposed to be invited? He was being followed around by hundreds of people. Right? When you think disciples and, and that, you think 12. No, he's being followed by a mob of people. He chose 12, but even among the 12, he had an inner core of three. So, so the prayer in Gethsemane, actually, we'll go, we'll go uh, uh, um, chronologically here. Peter, James, and John were there for the raising of Jairus' daughter. That's in Mark 5.21 and Luke 8.40. They were then there for the transfiguration, arguably one of the most important moments for us looking in, Right? Dude, Elijah and Moses show up with Jesus and all his humanity is pushed to the side for a second and you see the glory of him, the transfiguration. They weren't all there, guys. Matthew wasn't there. It was Peter, James, and John. And then finally, the prayer in, in, in Garden of Gethsemane, right? Stay here and pray, you guys. And Jesus prepares for, and who's there? Peter, James, and John. He models something that our religion kind of blurs and it's this. Some people are meant to be right by your side in your most important moments when you're vulnerable and all that. And other people are absolutely not supposed to be there. Amen? This is good wisdom, guys. And I think God, I think God is a Monday through Sunday God, don't you? I think we can talk about the five-fold acts of the blah, blah, blah. Or I think maybe he sometimes wants to heal hearts and show people how to do this thing he's commanded us to, which is called love. You're committed to keep your love on, but dear God, don't keep everybody right here in the position of confidant. Anybody ever trusted someone with something personal or a secret or something along the lines only to have them blow it up? Okay, ready for this? Who trusted them with the secret? Who told you you should have trusted them with the secret? <laughs> I'm not coming at you, dude. It's not, I, I got no dog in the fight. I'm just saying this. <laughs> I'm just saying this. I think Holy Spirit speaks inside of us and says, if you're committed to love, but be very careful I wish I could quote this about as, 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 as why, harmless as a dove, as cunning as a snake. Yeah, yeah, I got it, right? Just backwards, right? So, yeah. He's telling us to be wise and to walk in wisdom. When he's telling us to keep our love on, only wisdom from God in our lives can show us who belongs where. You can absolutely have a great relationship with your ex. Did you know that? No, it's not, because they're doing this, this, this. I'm going to turn my love on. No. If that person is put in their appropriate place, place that they can handle, and they put you, it can work, you people. Come on, guys. I'm here to help you today, all right? Your kids, they're not living the way you want, but guess what? Number one, you got to keep your love on. You can figure out what role they can handle. You can. 
with the wisdom of God. Your religion and your society might tell you your kid needs to be here as they continue to beat the crap out of you emotionally, but God did not say that. Oh my gosh, you guys. Anybody hearing me on this one? There's a role. You want to know why, Bruce? You want to know how I know? Because God would never tell you to do it if it's not true, if it's not possible. And God loves his kids just like I love Alex and Izzy. I would never let them keep smacking their face against a wall that chooses to be a wall, okay? And if Izzy keeps beating the crap out of Alex, guess what? They're not going to be in the same room anymore. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I feel like I want to go off on something, but I don't know if I should. Yeah, I'm going to. Might lose some fans here, guys. Don't care. Send me that email. Uh, that's fine. <sighs> In all my years of counseling, and I'm talking RTF stuff, some of you know what that is, um, even pre all that, I want to tell you something. I am not the guy who says that every marriage should stay a marriage. I'm not, sorry. When I see someone who chooses to have their love on and chooses to walk in obedience to Christ, and the other person takes their free will and uses it to destroy this daughter or son of God and unrepentantly won't change direction... Don't you think a loving father would get you out of that situation? What are you, nuts? So why are people who wear this clothes, <laughs> aren't you glad I don't dress up or have, who sit here, sit there and go, you have to stay there while he beats the out of you? Or literally says, yeah, I know what the Bible says about being faithful to you. and loving, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. Guys, you think I haven't sat in that office and had that happen? Where the one person's like, you're right. Okay, I can, and, and I'm really trying to, I want to walk this out. And the other person goes, no. And so they say to him, they say, Jesus, what do you say about divorce? And you know why he says? Go back and read it yourself. He essentially says, guys, because of your hard hearts, it's a merciful thing. It's a merciful thing. Okay, okay, let's look at the time in which he was speaking. Women were property. Jesus is the one that speaks equality. If any of y'all lean to the left and want to watch that channel, you ought to love Jesus more than anybody. He was the first one that said, women are property. Racism, racism is ridiculous. Jesus is. Not these other quote-unquote religions. Well, long story short, he says this. Whoa, 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 men. You can't choose to stop doing what you're supposed to do to that daughter of God and send her away. You can't do that. And if so, we're not going to make it so she has two choices to, to, to become a prostitute or go get with someone else. No, give her a certificate of divorce. Set her free. You don't want to provide, protect, be the priest, promoter, and all this stuff you're supposed to be? Let her go. I almost said jackass. Because that's God's daughter. And if you wonder why I'm heated up about this, because this is what happens. And you know who does it the worst? The church sometimes. And I'm tired of it because I'm a dad now. No, dude. Uh-uh. Nobody gets to beat up my daughter and my son by saying, God, I know who you want me to be. Not going to work at it. Well, then you don't get the privilege of being with her or him anymore. Go. God has given you an out, and it's mercy. We good? Okay, so you can email norwoodfmchurch at gmail.com or hit me. And you can tell me how wrong I am theologically. You can do that, absolutely. And I'm just a guy. I'm just a dude. But that's what I see from a good, good father, which we're going to sing, by the way. I should have told you that. <laughs> we're going to sing good, good father because it's true. So you're not supposed to just let every Tom, Dick, and Harry who has proven to you they cannot be trusted to sit right here. You put them in a role that they can handle. I'll tell a story really quickly so you understand this. My brother watches the podcast. He actually watched this one time, heard the story about himself, and actually was pleased. So this is good. I'll tell it again. <laughs> so for years, I was really frustrated with my brother. My brother's awesome. He's two years older than me. He's a very good big brother. He's the type of big brother growing up where I socked him in the face one time in the wintertime, and he got me down because he outweighed me by a lot of... And he, he was like this, and he couldn't bring himself to hit me back. 
that's a good brother, right? And he never did. I was such a bad little brother. <laughs> but listen, so, so life changes. I grow up, I get serious about Christ Jesus and, and, and things change and, I, and um, I'm going through this one church and, and like I, I'm newly wed and, and I want to talk to my brother about spiritual things. He's my big brother. I want him to be the big brother, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. He's got nothing to say. And I'm like, well, what do you think when, when Jesus said, and he's got nothing to say. And I'm like, oh. So month after month after month, I didn't want to talk to my brother anymore, okay? I didn't, because I got nothing back. And then God spoke to me about something. This is when I, when I created what I, you guys all know as PRP, uh, Proper Relationship Placement. Literally almost finished a book about it, writing a book, where God says to me, so you want him to be your spiritual counsel, you want him to be Mr. Wisdom, who put him in that role? And I said, oh, Lord, you have a way of cracking things wide open, don't you? I said, God, I did. And he, and he goes, yeah, absolutely. He didn't ask for it, and now you're willing to write him off. You're damaging the relationship because of the role you put him in, but he didn't put himself there. You did. And so then he said, hey, AJ, what role do you think he could have in your life we could thrive? Because you're commanded to love and leave your love on, right? But maybe if you're walking wisdom, and you know what I realized? My brother's one of the best people to talk to about movies and sports, even though he's a Bills fan, which you can't really talk about a lot of wisdom there. That's funny. I don't care who you are. 17 years not in the playoffs, but anyway. God bless them. They were and we weren't this year, so, okay? The Green Bay Packers is what I'm talking about. So I realized movies, recipes, uh, you know, he came over when Alex, my, my oldest, was young, and he diagnosed the diaper blowout long before I did. He's a, he's a good dad, too, in that way. And he just whipped it up and put the diaper on. And I was like, wow, you know, he has a role he can thrive in in my life. I got to watch out and walk prayerfully and purposefully to do what Jesus says to put him where he needs to be and love him from there. Is that good or what? I always felt like this was a huge burden. Oh, that person keeps talking bad about me, but I got to love him. <laughs> Jesus loves you. No, guess what? I've made mug dudes lately. If you want to be that guy, we're not going to have a relationship. I love you. You need money. I'll give it to you or whatever. But not everybody's going to be invited into my home. Not everybody's going to get huge things from me and intimacy from me and be able to hang out with my kids. No, there's wolves out there. There's sheep and there's sheepdogs, right? Right. So we are committed to love. So that's just what I've been going through, you guys. Um, let's, let me wrap up here. Um, yeah. That does transition into it. I want to give you those books, too, because love our kids the way Jesus is uh, uh, telling us to love them. I want to get you those books as well, and then we'll see where that goes. But So what have we learned? We learned this. Jesus commanded that his kids, you and me, that we love, that we turn that love valve on, and we leave it in the on position for everyone in our lives, and we know that. But we must walk in godly wisdom with this, okay? Number two, what are we going to do? We're going to first pray. First pray about that relationship that, oh, by the way, You've been thinking about since I started talking about this. You've got one right here. I know you do. I know you do. Most of you do. Okay. You're going to pray about that relationship and you're going to say, Lord, it's not working right now. Okay. The water's not flowing. The love valve, it's not working. What position do you want them to have in my life? Where can I keep your command? Show me how to put them there that I can be obedient to you. Those are prayers that, can I tell you something, that every father loves to answer. And every, right? How can I do what you've asked me to do, Daddy? That's a good day at my household. I don't know about you. And number two, if, or number three, if, if you haven't 
talk to, you know, there's not someone right here. Just pray about any relationship in particular. Say, Lord, is there any relationship that's not in the place that you'd have it to be? And Holy Spirit is going to speak to us today about this and throughout our week. He's going to show us how to have our love for that person turned on in each person in our lives. We do have the ability because we've been commanded to do so. Thank you for joining us at Nord FMC and uh, on Facebook. So have a good week. You all, we're going to sing Good, Good Father. Ha, <laughs> ha,